Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. Let's get to it. Acts chapter 1. I'm picking up the reading at verse number 4, reading down through uh, verse number 11 in this wonderful passage of, of Scripture, Acts chapter 1. And of course, we, verse 4, once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water. But in case, in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power. Yes. Somebody say power. Power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they no longer, they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Yes. Hallelujah. You may go to your seats around the building in the presence of our God. Verse number four is our launch once when he was eating with them he commanded them do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised as I told you before I want to talk in this service from the theme hurry up and wait Hurry up and wait. In one sense, we sense the urgency. In the next sense, in that same breath, patience. 
want you to hurry up. Hurry up to that point. And then once you get to that point, I want you to wait. I want you to wait. I don't want you to drag because you do not know when the blessing is coming. That's why as believers, we need to be on time. You don't know when God is going to move. One of, the, one of the benchmarks of our church is that things start on time. I respect that. I, re I respect time. God has given us time. And so we don't have to come in dragging. We don't have to come in. And I meet people all the time. And they say, well, what time does it start? I give them a start time. That's the time we're going to be starting. Even, in, even I can remember I had a friend of mine who got married in Norfolk, Virginia by the late Reverend Raymond Dean. He pastored the Mount Gilead Baptist Church in Norfolk. I, loved, I, I enjoyed going to Dean's church. Dean's church ran like clockwork. And, and I mean, and now Dean was a little different that after church, he didn't stand around greeting the members. If you, if you wanted to catch Dean, you couldn't. And we tried one Sunday. We sat at the back of the church, said, we're going to catch Dean. We're going to speak to him. And that particular Sunday, church ended, and we saw Dean still in his robe, running across the parking lot, jumping into a pickup truck that was already started. Somebody else was driving. He was not that hands and now he once they got to the pulpit, he was a genius of a preacher, but he was not the one that's going to stand around. But Dean told my my good friend that he says your we were at the wedding rehearsal. He said your wedding it was a Friday night rehearsal. He said your wedding is scheduled tomorrow at one. He says and one o'clock sharp. I will commence whether you're here or not. <laughs> I'll be here at one, and I will begin the readings of your, of your wedding. Of course, even in that wedding, it still rings out in my spirit that Dean looked around, and he said, does anybody oppose this couple coming together? Dean took it seriously, he paused and looked all around. Does anybody, does anybody, my, my friend was, got a little nervous that somebody might put their hand up because Dean seemed to be waiting on them. Hurry up and wait. That's, that's, that's the title, that's the backdrop. What are they waiting for? They're waiting for the church to be empowered waiting for the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's one thing for me to have biblical knowledge, but it's another thing when the Spirit catches a hold of it. I could come to this pulpit and come with designs of what I'm going to deliver, but every now and then, no matter of fact, most of the time, the Holy Spirit will say, I want you to put this in there. I want you to hurry up but I also want you to wait. I don't 
want, I don't want you to, I don't want you to get ahead of me, or to get ahead of my will, my word, or my way. And that's what I see in this message, in this early worship experience. Number one, God always knows what he is doing. Even when we don't understand it, even when we don't see it, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. That scripture, which is one of my favorites, Romans 8, 28, for all things work together for good to them who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. I love that because you need to understand that God knows what he is doing, but he's still calling us to trust him. I'm trusting you, God, every step of the way. I'm trusting you, God, in spite of all the crime and illness and all the things that go on. I'm still going to put my total trust in you. In this particular passage, it is that we realize that God is giving them a clear message. They had finished eating, and, and that's a good time for me to talk to you, but I don't want you to leave Jerusalem. I, I, want you, I, I, I don't want you to leave until the Father sends you the gift. He promised. I, I told you before, I told you, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. There's another baptism that's going to come over you. And that baptism is going to empower you not to do ordinary, but to do extraordinary. Jesus said, you need to realize that Jesus had to die so that we would have the, the unction and the power and the purpose Jesus had to lay down his life so that we could get up today and we can get up with strength and power and thanksgiving and Lord, thank you for blessing me and keeping me alive and fighting my battles and watching over me all night long, giving me a peace that's beyond understanding. Hurry up and wait. I want you to wait on God. Wait on God. Some of you are still waiting on God. Waiting on God to work in your family, work with your children, in your marriage, in, in the relationships with your jobs, in your finances, whatever it is. But I'm still going to trust him. Still gonna, I'm still going to lean, Brother Griffin, and depend on him. I'm depending on a God who has never let me down. He's never been late. Always on time, and anytime he shows up, he's always gonna show out. I'm gonna hurry up, and I'm gonna hurry up and wait. I'm gonna wait until my change comes. Some of some folk remember the old mourner's bench, and they would come bring it down, and, and they were waiting for you to have an encounter with God. And they bring you down then. You're going to sit here until you get it. And, 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 and the only way you're going to get up from here is you're going to get it or you're going to lie. And you're going to say, I got it. But you can lie if you want to. Because if you don't get it, something is going to happen in your life. And it's more than my church membership. It's my relationship with the Lord. I'm trusting in God. Every step 
of the way. Hurry up and wait. Wait, wait, wait to hear the voice of God. Some of you have been reading your Bibles and sometimes you've got to read it and read it and read it and you spend time in meditation. And I said last night that we go through the Lenten season trying to hear from God, pushing away those kind of things that can distract us. Hurry up and wait. I'm waiting on you, God, because I know you're worth waiting on. Uh, yeah, are you worth waiting on? Some, some folks, it, it, was it worth the wait? I don't know. But I thank God, it's, it's worth waiting on God. The child comes out after nine months. Matter of fact, I was talking to a young man. He was a little bit flustered somewhat. His wife and he are getting ready to have their first child. He said, Reverend, he said, my wife is 13 months pregnant. I, I said, I said, 13 months? That baby better get on out of there. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 13 weeks, I meant. 13 weeks. I said, don't worry about it. New child can make you forget time. And everybody knows that when the child comes, life changes. I mean, your bedtime changes. The things that you want to do change. Places you got to go change. And matter of fact, then you go through another change when they get older. Yeah, they go through another change. I, I remember you, Gary Clark, showing me those pictures of your children on the first day of school. In those early days, they didn't mind you taking their picture. But when they got older, and all that picture taken first day of school, matter of fact, my son would have me dropping him off a few blocks away so he would, so he would be able to walk like he was independent. Come on, somebody. Hurry up and wait. Waiting on God. I, I need to hear your voice. I need for you to deal. And God always knows what he's doing. He knows about the people he puts in your life. He knows the places he sends you to go. He knows the doors that he opens. And he knows the doors that he keeps shut. I, 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 was, I was counseling a lady one time. And she, she claimed a brother to be her next husband. She says, I claim him in the name of Jesus. I said, you can claim him all you want, but Jesus, but he might not have heard from Jesus, and Jesus might not be hearing. He said, I'm claiming him. I'm already claiming I'm already claiming him. But you got to understand, I got to seek God. What is it, God, that you want me to do? Where is it that you want me to go? And, and how am I going to operate in that space? Because I want to make sure that I'm in your will. Hurry up and wait. But then the other thing that I tell you in this service, don't allow your limitations to interfere with your expectations of God. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it can't happen. Some of us are, you, the Lord has opened up some doors in our lives and we've gone places that we never saw ourselves going. Don't allow your limitations. Oh, you'll never get to that. You'll, no, don't talk about what you'll never get. You don't know what God has in store. 
for your children, for you, for your finances. You don't know what God has in store. Some of you and some of us are living better than we ever thought we would ever live. You remember that hoopty. You didn't know when you were going to get out of that hoopty. You didn't know. And you remember the days when you used to be able to get a nice car and you really couldn't afford it. And so since you couldn't afford it, you would, you would not put certain things in it to bring the cost down. Do you, do you want AM, FM? No, just give me AM. That's fine. Do you want air conditioning? No, I'll just roll my windows down. Do you want power windows? No, I don't want power windows. I, I, my, my arm still works. See, now, see, see our, our, the, the, the 1045 folks don't need to be mentioning that because they, they think everything is just there. Amen. You, you, you got 200 channels and watching stuff all the time. I get my son calling me now, Dad, what's the code? <laughs> you need to be, the code is studying. <laughs> Not trying to figure out what's on Netflix. You got to understand that you got to hurry up and wait on God. What is it, God, that you want to do? And I'm not going to allow my limitations to get in, in front of the expectations of God. Look at the scripture. The scripture says in verse number seven, that the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times and they are not for you to know. Some things we can't know yet because we can't handle it. That old, that old movie said, you can't handle the truth and you can't handle it now. So I'm hurrying up, God, because I'm waiting on you so that however you speak to my situation, I want to be ready. I want to be anchored in your word, anchored in your will. And that's why that even when you see them in this moment, because Jesus, after this, they said he was taken up in a cloud and they were watching him. Verse number nine. And then they couldn't see him anymore. And they were straining their eyes to see him rising into heaven. And he's rising. Two white robed men suddenly stood among them and said, men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring? into heaven. Jesus has been taken. He's been taken up to heaven, but someday he's going to return. And he's going to return from heaven the same way you just watched him go. He took flight and he started to ascend. This was not a Marvel movie. This is reality. I know we watch some of these shows and X-Men and Marvel, and we see all this stuff, and that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This was an unbelievable moment. Can you imagine? We went worship today. You looked up here. Then all of a sudden, I started to ascend. All y'all be looking too. And then the roof of the church opened up and he kept on ascending. That's what they felt like in that moment. Here it is, Jesus is one moment having a conversation with us and another moment he's floating up into heaven. 
Then as he starts floating up, there's some other folk floating up there who start talking to us, trying to help us to wrap our brains about around what we just saw. See, some things that we're going to see in life, it's not, we're not going to believe it. We're not going to believe it. We're not going to believe that you get out of that car, you got it out of that burning house, and, and uh, that drunk driver did not run into you. Uh, that, that, there's some things that we're not going to believe. But I believe in Jesus. I, I, I believe, I believe, I believe. I, you, 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 can't, you can't tell me Jesus did not come. And, and then it tells us in Acts chapter 1 how he ascends. And then the word says he's coming back. And when he comes back, you better make sure you're ready. Do I have a witness in here? He is coming back again. Just as unbelievable as that first ascension is the same way the clouds are going to open up and he's going to come back. But here's the other thing that I share with you today. That when he did ascend, he says, I'm leaving you with the power of the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, Jesus could do more gone than he could have done if he had stayed. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is everywhere. It's in Landover and Los Angeles. It's in Las Vegas and Lagos. Come on, somebody. It's in Vermont and it's in Vietnam. At the same time. And, and that ought to excite us. That, that the, the, the church I grew up with, and, and, and the, the, the church said, this is Holy Ghost headquarters. It was that. This is the headquarters, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you, they had church in there. They had church in there. I mean, they, they had church. I went to the Holy Ghost headquarters one time. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Matter of fact, they were in church like all day. Matter of fact, we, we had already been in church about two hours, and then they were having the offering, and and it was the headquarters and the offering. And during offering time, they had they had they had ministry meetings during church. Offering is going on and, and, and the busy bees are meeting over here and the flower club is meeting over there. This is all during offering time. I, I had one of my friends with me said, man, this is, this is like halftime. And, 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 then, and then we went out and, and then we came back in and, and, and so we leaned over and said, when do y'all get out of church here? It's all somewhere around three. Because that, and I, yeah, and, and the pastor would get up and he preached at least an hour. Come on, somebody. We were at the headquarters. But, but, I, but I come to tell you right now that no church has a corner on the spirit. Do I have a witness here? I thank God that the spirit can be right here just like it's in Mississippi. I'm, you know who that's for. Yeah, I, I thank God that no matter where I am, God is. And before I get there, God is already there. And as I'm on the way, he's seeing me, making sure I get to my ultimate destination. Is there anybody here where God is trying to get you to an ultimate destination, but you got to hurry up and wait? I'm, I'm, I'm hurrying, God, but, but I'm also waiting on you. 
I, I, I hurry, I hurry to church on 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 Sunday mornings, but I hurry up and then I have to wait on the power, wait on the glory, wait on the anointing. Wait on how God is going to move in the lives of people so that they're not just hearers of the word, but they're doers of the word. Do I have a witness in here? I love the Lord. He heard my cry, pitied my every groan, fighting my battles, healing my body. Yes, Lord. But there's one more thing I got to tell you. Don't ever get ahead of God. Because getting ahead of God is a dangerous thing. Getting ahead of, we, 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 we just watched three days of the NFL draft. And they're drafting people. And, and one of the things they've now said that it's not good to draft a running back in the first round. Because running backs now don't last very long. Because no matter how fast you are, there's somebody faster and bigger on the other side. And when they tackle you, they are tackling you with intention. Do I have a witness here? But every good running back knows that you need a good blocking. And if you're going to be a great running back, I don't care if you're Gail Sayers, Jim Brown, whether you're, whether you're Ezekiel Elliott, you need a good blocker. But I've come to tell you that we got the best blocker of all time. Hallelujah. Hurry up and wait. Sometimes you got to wait for the opportunity to open up. You want to you wanna witness, but you got to wait on God. Because it's not just your information, but it's also God's inspiration. You need to know that the gospel is something that you got to catch. You got, it's more caught than taught. I, I can know what the word says, but you got to hide the word in your heart. In other words, you better hurry up and wait. I'm waiting on you, God. I'm leaning and depending on you. And I know you will take care of me. Good morning, Highland Park. May the Lord bless you real good. But when I think, yes, of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul, I said my soul, got to cry out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. Do I have some saved folk in the house. I'm not ashamed of him. I'm not getting ahead of him. Where he leads me, I will follow. Yes! 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 Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and make a decision for God. He's already waiting on you. So you don't have to wait on him. You, he's already standing there with arms open wide. Saying, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come on, That's great news.
You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park and Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. Power at the